the Boston players love But Michael Jordan is not only the best basketball player, but he's the most exciting basketball player to ever play. Tatum fires away, pumps it in. The Big Three NBA Podcast is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Welcome to another edition of the Big Three NBA Podcast. I'm your host, H. Rod Blakely, and I have a special guest today. Good friend of the program, Jacob Toby of NBC, excuse me, yeah, Nine News NBC in Denver, Colorado. Uh, he is a native of Sandwich, Massachusetts, not to be confused with Cape Cod, although many often confuse the two, as he knows all too well. Uh, he's also an alum of CLNS Media, so it's just like family coming back home. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. How you doing? When you when you asked, I couldn't say no because you pretty much raised me in the business when I was in college. So this is me returning the favor. Okay. Oh, gosh. This, this, is why, this is why Jacob is one of my favorite people, because that <laughs> literally came without any prompting, any payments on my behalf, although there may be a payment coming your way. That's another story another day. Bottom line is the Denver Nuggets, the team that you follow out there, is coming to Boston uh, for a game between the defending champs, the Nuggets, and the team that wants to be the champs in the Boston Celtics. And uh, just right off the bat, uh, what has it been like this this past you know, a few months in this post-championship afternoon that the different Nuggets are still, you know, kind of messed up. Yeah, it's been um, it's been interesting, you know, like for a franchise that hadn't won it, you know, it took 47 years. Um, and, you know, for me, the, for me, I've been here for four, this is my fourth year in Denver now. And so I haven't truly like felt the hurt or the pain. Um, a lot of my colleagues have because they've been here for 20 or 30 years. Um, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt in this city that, that they haven't been able to do it. And it was, you know, they kept losing to the Lakers in the Western conference finals. And for them to like sweep LeBron, it was a, it was a big deal. Uh, it was a big deal just to get to the finals. It was a, it was a really big deal to win it. And so, um, the parade was crazy. I was, I was in the parade. I was on one of the, on one of the fire trucks. I was with the rookies. So I was with, uh, Peyton Watson and Christian Brown and Peyton Watson wasn't even old enough to drink, but, uh, he was he was partaking, and I had a good time. Uh, so it was fun to be be a part of that, and just to feel you know the the celebration aspect of it. Um, Denver's kind of turning into I'm not going to say it's at the Boston level of of you know sports cities in America in terms of over you know twenty thirty years, but it's up there right now in current sports cities as, as one of the best in the world. So um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to cover this team and. But you wouldn't, you know, necessarily know if you didn't know they won the championship, probably couldn't tell um, if you talk to the guys or interview them. I mean, covering Jokic for a living is uh, it's quite interesting. You know, he is he is a big, goofy guy and so casual and so nonchalant and so not an NBA star that you just wouldn't know he's an NBA champion. Like the second they won. You heard him. He, he, he's the job's done. We can go home now. That's literally like the most famous line of the finals. And uh, he he went right back home to his horses in Serbia and chilled and had a great summer um, from what we saw on social media. So no, you you wouldn't you couldn't tell that this team had won the championship. Um, they don't carry themselves like that. Um, they're obviously hungry. You can tell they're hungry to do it again. Um, but you could never really see them flaunting it or you know. Talk. The mo they mostly talk about it is, is Michael Malone, the head coach. You know, 
that his big thing this year is, you know, they're the hunted. Everyone's going to want to go out and beat them. And, and they've lost some games this year where you can for sure see that, um, where they haven't, you know, lost in, in years past. So I think that's kind of how you can tell. Um, but for the most part, like you, you really can't that they want it. You really can't tell. Yeah. They, they've been very good and very consistent. You know, they, they've, they've been in that top tier of teams from a record standpoint out West pretty much all season, but, you don't hear much talk about them. It, it's it's very similar to last year in, as far as, you know, there's Team X, Team Y, Team Z. Oh, yeah, they're the Nuggets. And this year, it, we're talking a lot about the Minnesota Timberwolves who are having an unbelievable season. Oklahoma City Thunder, they seem like they're two or three years ahead of schedule when the way they're playing. And, oh, by the way, the defending champion Denver Nuggets are in the conversation as well. H- how has that gone over? Uh, with them because are, are they embracing that even though they're the champion it feels as though in many respects they're flying below the radar again uh yeah it's they're so used to it and they didn't care you know i think deep down there's a little bit of it that they care um maybe last year i think more so and Michael Malone kind of talked about this specifically after they swept the Lakers. Like it was more so the MVP stuff. I think last year um, that he kind of let on that, that Joker did in fact slightly care a little bit more than usual last year um, about the MVP race. But for the most part, like I, it's just that the, the way Denver is looked at, like it's in a weird time zone. They're not on national TV a ton because of the time zone. Um, And so people, you know, I grew up, and I barely watched any Nuggets games growing up on the East Coast. Like, unless it was a playoff game with Carmelo or, you know, when he was there. Like, I never knew anything about the Nuggets. Like, it was it was wild. Um, and so they're just never on TV. And, and yeah, they got more national TV games this year for sure. They got some, you know, they played on Christmas and back-to-back years, which is super important. Both at home, um, both wins, both great games. Um, so that's helped a little bit, you know, to get their – um, to get the news out that they're a good team, but no, it's been the same. It's been the same story. And I, I just don't, it, it all starts with Nicola and he just doesn't care. He went on Michael Porter Jr.'s podcast a couple months ago, which is crazy that he did it because he hates doing media, but he, you know, he's his teammate. Um, and he just doesn't want to be famous. And right. he says when his career is over, he hopes nobody knows his name. Now I don't think that's going to happen. People are going to know who he is for his life. that really hard to do. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard when you make that much money, you know, and you're, you're entering what top 30 ever, you know, top 20 and who knows, but, um, he just doesn't care. So that really trickles down. I think to everyone else. Now the city cares, uh, the media people in this town care that the love's still not being shown or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, if they go out and win another title, people won't necessarily remember, Oh, they weren't that much, you know, talked about during the regular season. Yeah, and if you look at his numbers this year, I mean, they're pretty consistent, although they're rebounding from his career average in terms of rebounds. That's noticeably up. But, uh, I mean, 25 points, 12 boards, 9 down, you know, pretty much a triple-double every night. It's kind of scary to ask the question, but watching him play, it's it, I've thought about it, and I need to hear from someone who sees him on a day-in, day-out basis. Is he getting better with time? Yeah, yeah, I... Yes, I mean he's crazy for a guy that's already won two league MVPs to keep to still looks like he's getting better. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Like he's breaking like all these records are like Wilt's records, and 
it just, it doesn't happen too often. And um, he is getting better. I think like from someone that sees him play every night, like I do, like, you know, his scoring, like I know his scoring ability. Like I did, I straight up know the dude could average 35 if he wanted to, like whatever Embiid's doing right now, like Yoke on the offensive end, you know, cause Jokic, Embiid's probably the best offensive player in the game right now. Offensively, Jokic is the best overall in my opinion, but Embiid's, I think probably, you know, maybe up there in terms of best offensive players, like Jokic could average 35 easily if he wanted to, he just doesn't care. Um, he went through a weird shooting slump. Uh, I think at the end of November and December, which is, it was odd. He was, he was shooting below, like, I think it was like 35% or something from the field. Um, but then in the last couple of weeks, like he had a stretch where he was shooting 85% from the field, 86%. Um, he just doesn't miss that often. He, he takes what the game gives him. That's what he preaches. And he is, he is getting better. His rebounding's up, like you mentioned, and you just see it. He's, he's in the best shape of his life. You know, early on, that was the knock on him. He's the, he's the big, goofy, chubby guy coming off the bench, you know, that's good, but he's just not in shape. And he's really tuned into his body and routine. And you talked about that um, the last couple of weeks on the podcast with MPJ as well. Like his routine has gotten so good. Um, and, you know, it, it starts in the weight room for him. I think he lifts after every game, which is nuts. Um, and he keeps that up. And, and so, yeah, I think his body has played a, a big part of how he's gotten, you know, a little bit more athletic. I think the defense showed last year in the playoffs. You know, I did a story with him, you know, guarding um, Bam Adebayo in the finals. And, and he was very effective, very effective guarding him in the finals. So, He's, he's getting better. It's crazy to say it's, it's wild to say, but, um, it's, it's true. Yeah. Not, he's getting better. And I think part of it is just, is just evolution as a player, but you guys are, the Nuggets are missing a pretty integral piece from a year ago. Bruce Brown who signed with Indiana and has now been traded away from Indiana, uh, to, to, uh, Toronto. But the, the thing about, um, Bruce was that it just seemed that whatever the Nuggets needed, he could provide. If they needed another score, if they needed a guy who could defend, if they needed a guy who would just be, you know, a pest and irritant defensively, he was able to provide that. And I've been pleasantly surprised at how Denver has still been able to remain in that top tier of teams out west without a guy who was so instrumental. And I don't know if it's been one guy that has maybe filled that void, but what's been the key for the Nuggets to being able to to absorb a loss of, of such a just kind of a glue guy like that and still be able to find similar success that they're used to. Yeah. You know, it's wild. Like you always talk about how a guy fits Bruce fit from day freaking one. It was so freaking obvious how good he was with his team. And he was a great guy overlooked in free agency. You know, Michael Malone called him on day two and was like, why are you still available? Like that's literally the first question he asked him. Um, and it, it just, he fit in super well. And they just couldn't pay him. It's straight up that simple. They just couldn't pay the man. Cause I think he wanted, you know, he would have wanted to stay here if they had the money, but he can't pass that, that bag up. And, uh, he got that bag, but he's now in another country. So, uh, it's, it's, it's wild how the NBA works, but Peyton Watson, I think they always envisioned him to be a Bruce Brown type. And I don't mean like their bodies are totally different. Uh, Peyton's much longer and more athletic. But I just mean a defensive 
focused guy that can also make timely shots and and do a little bit of everything. Like Peyton Watson's his story's wild too because like he barely played at UCLA and he was drafted in the first round. Um, that's just like you know people seeing his athleticism and the body and and the potential he had and he didn't play at all until the last five games five or you know 10 games last season and, and made an impact and kind of earned Michael Malone's trust a little bit more and that was their vision I think going into the offseason we'll lose Bruce don't have a ton of money we have a first round pick on a rookie contract let's use him and hopefully he makes that next step now he has obviously gone through ups and downs like most rookies and second year players do but Michael Malone has put him in the end of game lineups over Michael Porter Jr. at times, which, you know, a regular NBA fan that doesn't watch the, the Nuggets would be like, really? Like Michael Porter Jr.? Like he's one of the best shooters in the league. Yes. And his defense has gotten better. His rebounding got, got way better. You saw that in the finals when he was struggling with his shot, but they just love Peyton Watson. Dude is his nickname Swatson. Cause he's swatting away all these, all these shots. I mean, that's literally what they're calling him. Uh, here in the Mile High City, and so he's been super impressive. Reggie Jackson is is did not play well last year um, when he got here. He's a Colorado kid, grew up in Colorado Springs, and um, they re-signed him in the summer, and which was a, a tad bit surprising just because of the way he 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 played for them down the stretch. But he's been he's been pretty good off the bench as, as that second guard, and they used Justin Holiday and him interchangeably a little bit. Um, in the backcourt, Justin's been a great vet, vet, vet for the team. Um, but I think it, it kind of really is all about, about Pete Watt, about Swatson. Um, he kind of has, he's, he has, he's got a different energy about him. He's a confident kid. He's a hard worker. And, um, you know, like I said, man, like he was enjoying himself at the, at the parade. Like he, he didn't play a ton for the Nuggets during the championship run, but he saw what it takes. He's been around great players. So, I kind of go to him, but you can't forget about Reggie Jackson too. Now he's kind of the more offensive guy. Peyton's the defensive guy. So that's how they've kind of made it work a little bit. But um, yeah, it's interesting. And, and who knows? I think Bruce Brown's got a team option next year. So it, what, whatever Toronto does, maybe he ends up back here in Denver uh, if they work it out. I don't know. But it's it's been mostly Peyton Watson, I think. Yeah. And then that's the, the thing that really struck me when I look at this as being similar. And that you have players to be successful. And those roles, I think, often involve a certain amount of sacrifice. Um, and it, it just seems as though the Denver Nuggets collectively are willing to do that. And one guy I wanted to, to really talk to you about that was is Aaron Gordon, uh, who really his entire game, I just remember, we're thinking if you could ever become a sort of kind of three and D-ish kind of guy, a bigger three and D guy, because he's not ever going to be a guy to knock down shots. And lo and behold, he's kind of not right now. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays. Find bets in the new explore tab. Make a parlay in the parlay hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup 
FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York. Yeah, he's, uh, sorry, you kind of froze there for a second. He's, um, you know, Jokic has said it a couple times, they don't win the championship without Aaron Gordon. Like, they just don't. Um, because I think, like, the expectations of him in Orlando were so high, and um, he just isn't that number one guy, and that's totally okay. Like, I get it, you're a high pick, like, but at the same time, like he, when the trade was made, one, I mean, that trade was a blowout in, in favor of the Nuggets. Like that is an absolute freaking steal um, and well worth it. And, but we all were wondering what the fit would be like. Was he coming over here to try and be the star? Was he coming over here to fit in? And, and it was the latter part, he fit in. Um, you know, the, the, the front office of the Nuggets have done a great job of finding people that fit in. Bruce, Aaron Gordon, Reggie, um, they've drafted decently well. So, like, it, I love Aaron Gordon because he's a super calm guy. He's a super chill guy. He's really just fit the Nikola Jokic style of I'm not a star. I'm going to do my role, do my job. He can defend one through five pretty much. He can rebound he can hit the timely shots like you said um he'll posterize anybody in his way like he had that christmas uh day dunk last year against the suns which was pretty pretty famous uh moment in the season for the nuggets and um they they really don't they don't win it without him he's been he's been a perfect fit um he can play some backup five he's done that this year um they don't want to use deandre jordan um, and you know, the Nuggets lost Jeff Green too, which we, which we, you know, former Celtic, which we haven't really talked about, but they kind of lost an, another front court piece there. And Aaron Gordon's, you know, playing a little bit more minutes and, and can, and can play those positions really well. So versatility on this team, like you have to be versatile to play for Michael Malone and the Nuggets. Like you, like Nikola Jokic demands versatility. He demands you to 
to to think the game. And Aaron Gordon, you know, for me, like his basketball instincts are actually much higher than I assumed or, or, or thought they would be. Like I just didn't know much about him. Um, and he just has fit in and doesn't talk a lot and keeps to himself. And um, he was jumping like a like a boy on Chris, little boy on Christmas when he won the championship. And I was in the locker room with him. He was he was going crazy. So uh, he's been he's been perfect. He really has. You know, with the Celtics being atop the NBA standings most of the season, I'd imagine you've had a chance to see them play a time or two this year. Uh, what are your impressions of the Celtics this year? Uh, and, and not only in light of what they've done this year, but just having grown up in Massachusetts, you've seen some good Celtics teams. You've seen some bad ones, too. Uh, how does this group uh, stack up to some of the, the Celtics teams you've seen uh, previously? Oof, that's a, you know... That's a tough question. Like they're arguably, you know, the big three, big three, the big three of KG, Pierce, and Ray. That other big three. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, the old big three, the original one. You know, they were, they were. I don't know. KG was like at the end of his prime, maybe. Paul Pierce, same thing. I mean, this team is in the middle of it, and that's that's a difference. Like I think they're more talented than that team. I I think. Um, the bench maybe is, is maybe a, a discussion to have between the, the 08 bench and this bench, but the starting five, um, you know, to me is, is, is much, much more talented. And just the way Tatum's playing, like, you know, he's early on last year, he was an MVP candidate. You can surely put him as an MVP candidate this year too. Um, the way Jalen's played, the way that Jalen has lived up to signing the big deal, I think is important. Um, because when you sign that big deal, you can relax a little bit. And I don't, I don't to me, it didn't seem like JB's really relaxed. I think he's he's been pretty much pedal to the metal. Um, and people in this state know Derek White super well. He's from Colorado. He's from uh, Parker, Colorado, and uh, played for University of Colorado. Um, and the head coach was Tad Boyle. I've talked to him a bunch because um, I call their games, and and he's been super impressed with the way he's fit in and has taken the next step. Um, and I just, I, I, they are the most talented team in the NBA. I think that's, you know, a, a pretty good statement, a pretty safe bet to make that they're the most talented team in the NBA. Um, I just, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting how they lost to the Warriors. I don't know if that's like a mentally thing they just can't get over the, the Warriors thing. Cause like they're way better than the Warriors. Um, so that was an interesting game, I think, but all, all in all, I mean, they're, they're 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 better than the Nuggets. I, I can say that right now. They're better than the Nuggets. It's close, but they're better. They're more talented. They have maybe one more piece, um, and they're undefeated at home. That's tough. That's just it's going to be tough to go in there and win, no matter if you got the MV, two-time MVP in Jokic or not. Like it's going to be a great game regardless. I can't I can't wait to to see it. The matchups between these two teams the last couple of years have been great matchups. Yeah, they, they have. And you had touched on it earlier about Jokic, uh, MVP candidacy and things of that nature. Uh, if you had to pick your top five MVP candidates, and we'll just fast track Jokic through the line and put him on that your top five list. Who are the other four that, that you feel are in that top five MVP candidate conversation? Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, OKC Shea is just a baller. Um, and I was, I was working in Oklahoma when he was traded. So I was in Tulsa, went down to cover the thunder for a bit uh, in Oklahoma city. 
And it was the summer that Paul George and, uh, was traded away for Shea. And so I saw him his rookie year with Chris Paul. And you could see the, you could see it. Um, but I don't know if you could see this. Uh, it was, it was, you know, he was a great player his rookie year, but he's a, he's a phenomenal player now. So he's in there. Um, Embiid, I, you know, as a, as a guy that listens to talk radio every day and listens to Denver um, media go back and forth between Jokic and Embiid, Embiid and Jokic. And um, Embiid's, I think, right now the MVP. It's close, but I think he's the MVP right now. So he's probably number one on the list. So you have him, Jokic, Shea, throw Tatum in there because they, you know, um, have been in the mix for the best record in the NBA for the whole season. You have to, you have, to have a guy on there like that. Um, I mean, there are, there are a bunch of, of other guys, uh, to put on the list. Um, it's, it's kind of hard for me to pick that fifth one, but those four, I think, you know, are locks for me, um, in terms of, of MVP. And it, it could simply come down to like, you know, who has the, who's on the best team when it's all said and done, like, cause there, the stats are, you know, obviously all comparable, um, it just could come down to who's who's on the best team playing the best basketball, you know, later on in the season when it matters most. And it could be Tatum. It could be Jokic. It could be Embiid. Um, but right now I probably would say Embiid is. Um, and it's great for the league to two-time MVP Jokic big man, potentially two-time big man MVP and, and, and Embiid. Like, that's great. I think, you know, the big man is back. Shaq's talked about it a, a ton. Um, and so I think that's it's making the league better. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's, it, it is good to see because, you know, it, it got to the point where there was some talk about like for all-star, or not all-star, but for uh, positions for the all-star game, going positionless because you didn't have enough centers to be out there. Uh, and and there, are, there really does seem to be this kind of sense of renaissance for NBA big men. Uh, with the Celtics, as you mentioned, they're, they're 20-0 at home this year. Uh, they best start in franchise history, which – uh, this group has already etched this place in the history, but obviously they feel there's there's still work to be done. And the Nuggets are 11 and 10 uh, on the road this year. So they, again, anytime you win more games and lose on the road, you gotta feel good about that. But what are your expectations when these two meet on Friday? Because it's a it's a huge game uh, for both franchises. Now a chance to get a victory, but this could be setting the table for a potential matchup in June. What do you expect to see when these two meet on Friday? Yeah, you know, I thought <laughs> I thought last year was it was setting the table. Uh, quite frankly, I that was my pick. Was not selfishly, I kind of wanted to come home for a couple games in the finals, so I was I was being selfish. But I, I really did think Nuggets Celtics finals. Um, and it's funny to think that you know last year it was possible that the the Avalanche hockey and the Bruins hockey could meet in the Stanley Cup and it's it could set up the same way this year too so it'd be funny if it was Boston Denver and both um but you know on Friday I think like Jokic obviously is going to pretty much get what he wants I think Porzingis has been a great you know rim protector um and we'll make it a little difficult on him but Jokic is so crafty like it's really tough to it's really tough to defend him he's probably got a quicker, you know, step down low on, on Porzingis and than most centers in the NBA do. So I think he'll have the advantage there. Um, it's probably going to come down to like the, the guard play. I think like, you know, can the Nuggets defend Jalen Brown if they send, you know, help for Tatum? Like, can they, can they help enough on Jalen Brown to 
you know, to maximize that defense. Um, that's kind of be, it's going to be the question. I don't like, it's, it's going to be a close game for sure. If I, if I had to make a pick on it, um, I say the Celtics probably still continue, you know, uh, without having lost at home, just because that's been the trend, and they're so they're so hard to beat there. I know that crowd. Denver, um, I don't know if it's talked about a lot in the NBA, but Denver has a really really good home crowd too. Um, it's and it's tough to play here, obviously, with the altitude. Um, and so that you know the Nuggets understand what it means to play in front of you know a, a home crowd that's uh, that's really really good, and so um, they know going into the Garden that it's going to be tough. You know, the X factor could be, you know, Michael Porter Jr. Can he put up 25, 30? You know, a couple nights ago, the Celtics or the Nuggets had uh, Jokic, MPJ, and Murray all score 25. I mean, that's, that's, that's hard to beat. If they're doing that and they can defend, um, that's really, really hard to beat. So I would say kind of MPJ's, this team's X factor. He was that way in the playoffs. He'll, he'll be that way as long as he stays in this core. Um if he can get hot from three and hit, you know, six to eight and get going, like that's a way for, I think, you know, the nuggets to, to slip in there and beat the seas for the first time. But it's going to be tough, but it's, I think it's gonna be a great game. I could see, I could like see it going to overtime. Like I could see a, a really, really good game. This, this is probably the biggest game of the year to date. I would say. Yeah. 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 And, and Denver will come in well rested. Uh, Celtics, yeah. uh, they'll be rushing as well. Not as well as Denver, but they'll, they, it's not like they got back to back games. Uh, it should be a good game. It should be a really, really good game. And, and like you, I'm eager to see what happens because this could very well be a preview of what we'll see come June. Uh, if both of these teams can get to the finals, which again, I think that makes for a great series. Oh, yeah. uh, Jacob Toby, nine news, NBC affiliate in <laughs> Denver. Jacob, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for the positive. In- uh, the, the shout out there, much, much love for you for that. And much love to our sponsors. And we're talking about Indeed.com, HelloFresh, and FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of CLNS Media Network, where new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So, again, thanks to our partners. Thanks to my good friend, Jacob Toby. This is the Big Three NBA Podcast. I'm your host, H. Rob Blake, saying thanks for tuning in. Take care. Goodbye.